ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, kids of all ages, and whatever creature might be listening to this episode. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 3 of the Yellow Card Podcast, presented to you by your host, Diego, and alongside, always, Mr. Chris Jones. He was missing last week. I know you guys missed him last week. Thank you all so much for tuning in on YouTube, on Spotify, on Twitter, everywhere and anywhere. Shout out to Andy Diosa. Great, great, great fill-in seat for Episode 2 of Season 2 of the Yellow Card Podcast. Um, He had some amazing takes to give, and... uh, to be frankly honest, if you missed that episode, make sure you catch it on Spotify or on YouTube. Make sure you follow in those links. Um, make sure that you're following us on Twitter at Podcast Card. Um, make sure you stay on up to date with everything that we're uh, that we're throwing your way, soccer related, whether it's Champions League, Europa League, World Cup, Premier League, any league in the world, you name it, we have information on it. Um, speaking of. Let's get this show started. We got Premier League action happening this weekend. We know what the round of 16 looks like for um the Europa League for, for the knockout, you know, the knockout rounds. We know what the draw looks like for the Champions League as well. We'll be posting that on our TikTok page very soon. We posted what the uh what the knockoff stages look like for the Europa League on TikTok. Thank you all so much for having tuned in so far. Um over 200 and something views already in the past three hours. That's phenomenal. Thank you all so much. Um, Jones, we've been missing you for a week or so, but how you been? I thought I was getting replaced. I, I mean, I mean, listen, I was... you're lacking, brother. You're lacking. I know. I listen, 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 listen. All I know is the World Cup's coming in a couple weeks, and I am on my A game. I'm getting my lacking out now, so when the World Cup comes around, I'm at tip top shape. I hope so. I hope so. Um, we had some things happen over the weekend as well. We know that Gerard Piquet ended up retiring out of the soccer world once and for all. Uh, played his very last game as a uh, as a cooler in um, Kim now. So now the search starts for a new center back, or perhaps not, um, for Barcelona. What What are your thoughts there? I mean, off the field, a guy who could cheat on Shakira. Um, on the field, though, draw PK, you and I talked about it. Legend of the game. However, I don't think he was as good as people give him credit for. Or, I'm sorry, he wasn't as good as the credit that he got from people. Excuse me. Uh, he had a couple of big moments in his career, but other than that, he was just – the Barcelona uh, center back. That's it. Obviously, you yeah, know, I would agree. I mean, he didn't have those outlandish stats for himself. He didn't have years where he was a defensive player of the year in La Liga. He didn't have Ballon d'Or moments. He didn't have um, big nominations that you would have been like, okay, like this guy is like a real legend of the game. Um, in his time in Manchester United, I mean, he was part of a team that was already in a winning formula kind of status under, under the management of Sir Alex Ferguson. So he kind of got to enjoy those years with a manager that had a locker room full of discipline, strategy, and um, organization. But after that, I mean, he was coached by one of the best coaches in the world in Pep Guardiola immediately after 
Sir Alex Ferguson. So I think he enjoyed the benefit of both like really good established coaches in the world. Um, but I think his career took a tumble as he started to age a little bit older with Barcelona and got way too comfortable past his comfort zone uh, to a point where I, uh, me personally, I, I don't consider him a legend for Barcelona. I think uh, I think the status is so high as to what kind of legend you are for Barcelona. When you look at players like Carlos Puyol, when you look at Xavi, when you look at Iniesta, Messi, uh, even Ronaldinho in his times with, with Barcelona, uh, Rivaldo, which people seem to forget all the time in Barcelona. Um you know, the, the status is so high to really be a legend for that team that I just don't think Piquet really meet, uh, meets it just yet. Definitely not. <clears throat> uh, so that, that, was one of the, uh, that was one of the news. We also learned over the weekend uh, and in the past close to 24 hours that Ralph Hasenhutl, first, manager, first team manager for Southampton, was officially sacked after uh, what's been a very tumultuous season for him so far. Not a lot of winning results. The team seems to be lacking strategy. Um, therefore, a, a new direction is needed at at, um, at the Saints organization. There is the potential of um, Nathan, uh, Nathan Jones, if I'm not mistaken, potentially taking the job. Um, more to be found out. But if not, I mean, who do we see potentially taking over Southampton for Ralph Hassan Hoodle? You know, I've kind of been sitting here the past eight hours trying to think to myself, who would be a good fit there? And honestly, dude, I really don't know. I mean, thinking about these, these managers that have been in the Premier League that haven't lived up to their standards, I mean... What about um? God, I'm I'm drawing blanks on names, dude. I'm trying to think. I mean, Lampard's got a new job. Still, Gerard. I mean, Stephen Gerard still available. Yeah, I mean. I think for I think for an undertaking that needs to happen at Southampton, it's far more than just a manager. I think you need to kind of rebuild that team all together. You have some good pieces to sell that you could benefit and get some cash for, and then build a foundation from there. Um, I think that the best thing that can happen for Southampton this year is perhaps relegating, giving themselves an opportunity at the at the um you know, first league and then stay there for a couple of years while they build a new young core that they can then benefit from. If you if you think that that's just a manager, you know, a manager like, like Sean DG or um Sam Allardis, you know, Big yeah. Sam, uh yeah. maybe Bruce could could be huge help to to the Saints. But I think there, there's more than that. Um Unfortunately, for Southampton, it, it it hasn't been it hasn't been pretty at all. Right. So, 
you're going to have to think of of bigger strategy more than just a manager at this point. Now, if you're if you're Southampton, are you trying to build around <laughs> that you currently have, or are you trying to sell some of these guys off in the January transfer window to make a little bit of money back? I sell some of the pieces if I was them. Um, you know, when when I look at Southampton, I, you know, I I think of some pieces in there that that could be sold that that you know could could be big big money there. Um, I know not, one, not huge, but you know, decent money. Theo Walcott could be a good opportunity. James Ward Prowse could be a good opportunity to make some money. Um, Shay Adams could be a great opportunity. Kyle thinking- Walker Peters. He is. Kyle Walker Peters could they could easily get thirty to forty million euro in a form. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, Musa Gineppo could also be a good opportunity. He's a midfielder, a, a defensive mid. That's a good uh opportunity there. A lot of people looking for defensive mids these days. Uh Mohamed Elianuzi could also be a good opportunity. Who could uh, use a good right back like that? <clears throat> exactly. I'm trying to think. Uh, right, if, now, if, right now, right now, like right now, like for example, like Manchester United is looking to offload Aaron Wembasaka and get a decent right back as a second opportunity. Well, didn't um hasn't uh Dalot looked good for them? Dalot has looked very good, but the problem with him is that he's gotten a lot of use. An injury happens to him. We don't have a good Gotcha. Right back that could replace him. Well, that's why I was thinking, like, if this was last year, we talked about Manchester United, I would say that they would be definitely the front runner for him if, right. if he were to become available. I think, realistically speaking, you know what a team that could probably use a guy like like him right now would pay the 30 40 just to try and, you know, maybe have the team turn around and keep him afloat? Well, Kyle Walker Peters? Yep. I'd say Liverpool could use it. Could use them. We could, but I was thinking more so. Uh, Leicester sit. Yeah, Leicester could use them, or even realistically, Tottenham could use him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Tottenham could use Tottenham right now. Could could overall just use a right winger, considering that Huming Son is out. Mm-hmm. You know, so right now for Tottenham, a right winger, right back would be a great opportunity. Yeah. Big win for the Reds, by the way. Speaking of the Reds, we should talk about that, too. That dropped today. So, then following, again, with the news that we have breaking over the past 24 hours and 48 hours of, of action here in the in the English Premier League, just this morning we learned Fenway Sports Group looking to sell their share of Liverpool. I know you're a Liverpool fan. I know this has been a, a huge dream of yours for a while now. Obviously, you're excited. Who would you want as a potential new ownership, though, or Liverpool? That's a great question because I honestly don't have any idea. <clears throat> I think realistically they just need someone who is just focused on the club. Like the Family Sports Group now has three teams that they're working with. And by selling their stock, they're trying to also get another team, but in, I think, the National Football League. So it's turning into a whole little thing there. But I think for Liverpool, you want someone that is going to come in, buy the, buy the club, but 
their main focus is the club. Like they don't have any other things. They just want to have the club better and better and better. Like <laughs> really, realistically speaking, here it would be cool if they had like a minority or owner of like a fan, like someone like like Patty the Batty from UFC. Mm-hmm. Like it would be cool if they had something like that. I would agree. I think right now your options are kind of kind of limited because a lot of people are making this point, and I think it's a very legitimate point. For Liverpool right now, it's almost like a redo of what Newcastle has gone through with their turnover, right? They got bought by Big Oil, and Big Oil is spending money on them to rebuild, and hence the results. The results right now are their third in the English Premier League right now. Best result they've gotten over the past decade or so that I can remember. Um, you know, so for Liverpool right now, the unfortunate two options are get bought by big oil, right? So that means Saudi Arabia owners or maybe Iran owners, maybe even Russian owners, or get bought by American money. And American money right now Okay, Fenway Sports Group could just decide that they want to keep it, or maybe the Glazers decide to step out away from from United and go buy Liverpool instead. I don't want the Glazers anywhere near this 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 team. Right now, the the options are very limited. So, while yes, there's enticing offers to buy stake at Liverpool. There's not one single owner that could just come in and say, I buy the whole club right now. Yeah. I think that's what Fenway Sports Group is looking for. Probably. So anyway, so those are your breaking news over the past on the past 48 hours or so. Once again, like I said earlier in the episode, make sure that you're following us on Twitter at podcast card. Make sure that you're staying up to date with all with all of our uh Tweets, updates, everything that we got coming to you. We got sources. We got we um we do our research and whatnot. We're independently owned, and on top of that, you don't have to pay us for any subscription. So make sure that you're following us on Twitter at Podcast Card. Uh, moving on, let's go on to let's go into some Premier League predictions. You and I um did pretty well this weekend. You you went five and five, and I went six and um six and four, I believe. Um. Difficult, difficult um slate of schedule there, but we managed to to stay above a losing record. So one of a plus the two of us. Uh, uh, our updated records right now are looking uh Jones, you're at 65 and 69. Nice. I'm at seven I'm at 74 and 60. Um let's let, let's get it going. Let's get it going. So that first game, baby. First game, uh, we got Manchester City versus Brentford. What are you predicting? I'm gonna go City three nothing. Three. City's talent is too good, and I don't think Brentford has enough to keep up. I got a four to two scored there. I think Brentford will try to put on a fight, but I I don't see them winning against City. All right, let's move on. We got Liverpool versus Southampton. Both clubs that were just part of the breaking news. What do we got going on? At Southampton or at Liverpool? It's at Anfield. Okay. Uh, Liverpool 3-0. Oh, that was close. I have 3-1 to one Liverpool. Yeah, I'm not giving Southampton credit on us. 
All right. Bournemouth versus Everton. It's at Bournemouth, and the two of them are literally one on top of each other with not much of a difference on the table. I'm going to go 1-1 one, one draw. I think with the fact being at Bournemouth, I think, gives them a little bit of an advantage. But I think Everton's good enough to <clears> one <throat> in this game. So I'll go 1-1 one, one draw. I'm going 2-1 to one. Everton. I think, in part, you're right. Everton will want to... Uh, Will want to shake off their previous loss against Leicester City, but on top of that, they got a little bit of an edge above Bournemouth in this in this scenario. Uh, moving on, we got West Ham taking on Leicester City. It is at West Ham Park. What do we got? Especially after that win last week, Leicester uh, falls this week. I'll go West Ham two 0 I'm going two to one West Ham. Two to one. Okay. Um, we got Tottenham taking on Leeds. It is at um, White Lane. What do we got? I feel like Leeds is going to play them tough. Okay. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Tottenham two one. We're going to see. We're going to see Jesse Marsh go. Ooh. <laughs> what do we? What do we got for a score? I go Tottenham two to one. Two to one Tottenham. I got them two nothing. Okay. Nottingham Forest versus Crystal Palace. What do we got? I'm gonna stick with Palace. I've been I've been pretty good at call when they're winning matches. I'm I'm gonna say they went two nothing. All right. I got them on a draw at one, one one draw uh on two of them. There's a there's by far my favorite match of the whole week. Newcastle taking on Chelsea. It is a St. James Park. Chelsea right now sitting seventh. That famous slip and slide of Graham Potter is happening. It's coming to fruition. I called it the second he was nominated as the, as the coach for Chelsea. It's happening. What do we see? I think the fact that it being at St. Uh, at Newcastle, I'm going to take Newcastle to win one nothing. I like that. I like that, actually. I'm going to go Grick Ryan, Newcastle. So offense gets something going late in the second half. I see we, I, I say that we see a little bit of the previous Chelsea under the Tuchel era, but Newcastle is just looking too good right now. So I'm going with a 2 2 draw. This game will be interesting for sure. Um. All right, moving on. We got Wolves taking on Arsenal. It is at um, Molyneux, Molyneux uh, Park. What do we got? Oh, the world being at Molyneux, I'll only take Arsenal and uh, two nothing. All right, we like it. We're away from Molyneux, I would have took Arsenal by five. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm taking uh, Arsenal three to one here. Um, we got Brighton taking on Villa. Brighton, um, playing at home. Villa coming off of a very important victory against a strong Manchester United side that made some stupid mistakes, but that's besides the point. Um, what do we got? I guess at Brighton, I'm gonna go with a one-one draw here. Ooh. I think it carries over some momentum, but I think Brighton does enough to get at least a point in this matchup. I'm going with the spicy take here, and I'm going with a three-to-two victory for Aston Villa. I think the momentum continues for Unai Emery, but I think Brighton will play them tough. It is at their home, so yeah. This guy's falling asleep. I like it. What? Yeah, asshole. <laughs> um, 
Fulham versus Manchester City. It is at Fulham. I mean, at Manchester United. I'm sorry. At Fulham? Yeah. Oh, dude, you guys fucked. 1-1 one, one draw. 1-1 one, one draw. All right. Fulham just fucking, for whatever reason, plays everybody very tough at home. I agree. Um, I think this will be a hard training week for Manchester United, especially as Ten Hag did not seem very pleased with their performance. So I think we'll see United squeezing a 2-1 victory, but I, I agree with you. Fulham is very tough at home. I agree. Um, so those are your predictions. Again, we'll update the scores. We'll update the records as, as the action takes uh, takes place this weekend. Stay tuned with us. Moving on, World Cup talks. World Cup is in less than two weeks at this point. November 20th is the first uh, blown whistle in Qatar for the first match. Let's talk about Ronald 16s. We know what the groups look like. We know uh, some of the teams that we see as potential shockers, some of the teams that we see making it all the way through. Let's start calling maybe some of the what the rounds would look like. Let's talk about Ronald 16. For Group A, it is um, it is Qatar, Ecuador, Senegal, and Netherlands. Who do you see moving on for Group A? So Netherlands for sure. <clears throat> and then I think it's going to be an absolute bloodbath between Ecuador and Senegal. Um, I think both those teams are going to beat up on Qatar. Both those teams will lose to the Netherlands. And then it's going to come down to their match. I think realistically, I think Senegal is going to come out on top here to the goal differential. Senegal. Okay. All right. Uh, Moving on. Group B. We got England, Iran, USA, and Wales. Who do we see moving on from Group B? You're not giving anything for Group A? For Group A, I, I see Netherlands and Ecuador moving in. I agree with you. The, the bloodbath between Senegal and Ecuador will be interesting. I just think Ecuador will be able to get a winning score against Qatar while I see Senegal tying against Qatar. That makes sense. All right. Group B, USA's group, them and England are coming out of there. I think Wales gives them a tough go. I think they draw with England. They, I think they sneakily beat Wales, and then who? What's the last team in there? Iran. Iran. Yep. I think they beat Iran. So I think they finish uh two, one and zero or two zero and one. USA, and I'll take England to move on with them. So who do you see moving on from from this whole entire thing? England and the United States of America. England and USA. All right. I got England and Wales moving on on this one. I think for Team U.S., like I called it earlier um, on our episode with with, um, with Sam and, and um, Andrew, I think for the U.S. it comes down to tactics, and I think their coach is just not there. So I, I just see Wales moving on. Okay. Uh, group- Group C, we got Argentina, Saudi Arabia, Mexico, and Poland. Who do we see moving on? I'm going to go with Argentina. I'm going to go with Mexico. And it begins. I I think they're a scrappy team, dude. I think Poland's going to have some issues with them. I think they, they roll over Saudi Arabia. 
So I think they move on through the goal differential. I'll take Argentina or Mexico. I'm taking the same people. Um, Argentina, we we both agree it's way too good of a talented squad right now. Looking at Mexico, they they just when it comes to the World Cup, they are a gritty team. They they are they they're hard workers for what they do. So I agree with you. Argentina, Mexico moving on. Uh group D, we got France, Australia, Denmark, and Tunisia. Who do we see moving on? Australia and Denmark. Wow. France okay. banged up right now. I don't think I, I just don't trust them. Their, <clears throat> their midfield is is going to be very suspect in the, that first three games of the tournament. Wow. I well, think I think Australia wins the group and I think Denmark comes in second. Okay. All right. I like it. I like it. Also, I, I Denmark is more of a a feel good story than than anything. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for Denmark, I agree. I see France and Denmark moving on from that team. I think France will figure out their midfield situation with Chilmeni and uh, Kamavinga available to play. I just think their their talisman that will carry them actually this year is Karim Benzema. Just don't forget. The teams that win the World Cup, the World Cup prior, always struggle the following year. I agree. Um, I'm going with France and Denmark, though. And I okay. do agree on Denmark. Denmark's a feel-good story. Um, if I'm not mistaken, they're currently coached by uh, Ralph Rennick, if I'm not mistaken. Is it Denmark? Is it Denmark or is it Switzerland? I think it's Switzerland. I'll double check. Hang on one second. Well, right, Nick. Oh, it's Austria. Austria, the, the team that he's coaching. Yeah, no, that makes sense because of David Alaba. That's why. Yep. Yep. D, give me E. All right, moving on. Group E, we got Spain, Costa Rica, Germany, and Japan. What do you got moving on? I got Germany for sure. And then I'm tossing and turning between Spain and Japan. I'm going to say Spain because I think this young group can get the job done. And obviously, they're not riding with David De Gea. They're going to go with uh, Unai Simon. So I'm going to give them a little bit of an advantage over Japan. I agree. Germany wins the group, Spain comes second. Yeah, for me, Germany right now, it's too good of a good-looking team right now. Uh, The best thing that could happen to them, unfortunately, this is horrible to say, but the fact that Timo Werner is not going to the World Cup with them opens an opportunity for somebody new up and coming to be the shining star for Germany, and I think that person will take advantage of that. And I agree with you on Spain. I think not riding with David De Gea, going in a different strategy, new young team. I, 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 yeah, I see Spain moving on as well. Um, all right, Group F, we got Belgium, Canada, Morocco, and Croatia. What do we got moving on? Belgium for sure. And yep. asked me two weeks ago, I would have said Canada, but I'm back turning. I'm going Croatia. Yeah, I'm going Croatia as well. I think that the unfortunate news of Alfonso Davis not going to the World Cup due to injury is everything that could have killed Canada's chances. Mm-hmm. 
Um, all right, Group G. Brazil, Serbia, Switzerland, Cameroon. What do we got? Brazil and the Swiss. I mean, if listen, Brazil dropped their roster today. It looks so good. But I got Brazil losing in like the round of like eight. Wow. Yeah, I don't think they go as deep as people think. <clears throat> wow. Okay. Um, I got Brazil and Cameroon moving on. I think Cameroon would be that difficult African team that both Serbia and Switzerland would struggle against, considering the speed that Cameroon brings. And I think Brazil just has a good combination altogether. And with the roster that they announced today, um, yeah, huge opportunity for them right there. Um, moving on, Group H, final group. Portugal, Ghana, Uruguay, and Korea Republic. Who do we got moving on? Portugal for sure. And then Korea Republic's out. Uruguay. Yeah, Human Song will be um, missing the World Cup. Uruguay. And Ghana. Or Ghana. I'm going to go... Ghana is my second team. I don't hate it. I got Portugal and Uruguay moving on. Um, I think the Uruguayan roster looks good for what they're trying to accomplish. I just don't think they move on anything further than the group of 16. Um, Correct. I agree with that. <clears throat> but anyway, so that's that's our prediction for the round of 16. Make sure that, again, you stay tuned to the, to the Twitter page, to the TikTok page. We'll be doing all sorts of updates on that. We'll be bringing you far more content for the World Cup. Um, any any last-minute thoughts? Yeah, I mean, so obviously we had the uh, Champions League round 16 draw. We had the Europa League draw. Both have been on the Twitter page. You know, I've kind of talked about this a little bit. Um, first things first, obviously, I want to say that you you nailed it right on the head with PSG struggling, suffering. So you wanted they got Bayern. I wanted to get your opinion on two two um things. The first one, obviously, Champions League, you know, Liverpool playing Real Madrid for the fourth time in six years in the Champions League. What are you thinking there? That's a that's a tough test for for Liverpool. Um, they need that, that tough test, though. Um, I think this is actually the year where Liverpool makes it past Real Madrid. I think the World Cup actually dents Real Madrid in a way. I think there's a potential, a gigantic potential, for Karim Benzema to have injuries. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Kamavinga to have a huge injury, yep. or Chalmany to have a, a big injury as well. Um, I think there's too many pieces in that French team that are tied to Real Madrid and that are a big core of Real Madrid that will make an impact for them. I think for Liverpool, however, the big opportunity comes up front because if the defensive core for Real Madrid is hurt, then that front end needs to take huge, huge strides and um, needs to be severely aggressive in order to make it through Real Madrid. No, I mean, I agree 100%. I also think that <clears throat> this is something that they've 
wanted. They've looked forward to this, uh, especially after the way how it ended last year. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm looking forward to it. It just I'm hoping they finally get over that hump. Yeah, um, I think I also called it on Napoli versus Frankfurt, if I'm not mistaken. I think you did. Yeah, I think yep. so. Champions League matchups look good. Don't get me wrong, but I need I need listen. I need the re- the immediate reaction from Barcelona, Manchester United. Oh, I I am so excited for that. I am so excited for that, and I will laugh if United are the ones that make it through to prove Frankie the Young that maybe his comments he he shot his ass yep. square in the in the middle by speaking badly of the team that wanted him badly. Yeah. Um, no, I, I think. I would love that. I would love that. But I, I, I'm looking forward to that matchup, though. It's a very good matchup for the Europa League, but very good matchup for the two clubs as well. I think it's pretty even. <clears throat> Realistically, I think maybe I give Barcelona the goalie advantage. Yeah. Still over the top of the head. But I think other than that, I think everything's pretty – like we're going to get Ronaldo versus Lewandowski in a sense. Know what I mean? You know, we're going to get for versus some of the better um, defenders in another top five league. Like, we're going to see what Manchester United is made of, and we're going to see which team is the best team and which team moves on. So I'm very curious to see this after the World Cup as well. Mm-hmm. That's all my final thoughts. Yeah, that's my final thoughts as well. Um like I said, make sure you're following us on YouTube. Subscribe. Hit the subscribe button. Turn on the notifications. Whenever a new episode comes out, it's the very first thing you'll hear from us. Um, follow us on Twitter at Podcast Card. You can find Mr. Jones on Twitter as well with his gambling takes every day at CJonesWho1212. Make sure you're following him. Also, also, give a shout out to the Chasers as well. They, they're putting out some content as well. My boy Fiesta and Jones as well putting out some major content there. Um, what's the Twitter handle on that one? Chaser six one seven. Yeah. So make sure yeah. you following the boys. Um, Don't forget World Cup. I'm gonna have so many World Cup bets. We're gonna hit. Sure. hit over sixty percent of my World Cup bets. Yep. 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 I agree with you. But anyways, thank you so much for tuning in for episode three of season two. Any suggestions, any comments that you guys would like to make, make sure that you drop those on, on our Twitter page, on our YouTube page. But until then, check it out. Diego the DJ, Chris Jones. Talk to you guys later.